TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Welcome in to the Score North AL Central Champions Twins Show, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes. Rami Makloff along with Derek Wetmore for this edition of the show. And uh, the hot stove still sizzling. Derek Wetmore, the... It was uh, actually hot this year. It was really, really hot this year. The Twins haven't cooked up the main course yet, or at least we hope they haven't cooked up the main course yet. But we do, have, we do have a couple of uh, a couple of appetizers, sort of, to, to keep us, to, keep, to satisfy our appetite <laughs> until really, the main course comes. You're all in on this cooking metaphor. I it's like lunchtime, it. dude. I'm starving. <laughs> uh, first, <laughs> Sergio Robo. He's back in the fold. He he yes. signed a deal to stay with the Twins yesterday, a one year deal. That that makes me happy. Not over the moon. I'm not. I'm not. You know. I'm not etching their names in the World Series trophy yet. I'm not hanging those flags that would fly forever. But I wanted Sergio Romo back. They got Sergio Romo back. That's good news. Not bad. Not bad. I actually and uh, it's a little bit more than I was expecting. Price. I mean. There's a report that he got five million over the first year with an option for another year at another five. I don't know what the, all the details are and if there's probably some like workload incentives and anything like that in there. But like, good for him, man. So that's why they couldn't afford Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> we'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> but all the there. other news that this just came down today as we record this show on Tuesday. You can listen to it whenever you want. ScoreNorth.com, the ScoreNorth mobile app, and wherever you download your podcast. But this came down today, Tuesday. Uh, Ken Rosenthal first to report. Mike Bell will be the Minnesota Twins' new bench coach. He was a, He's the younger brother of Reds manager David Bell, had been the D-back. Farm system director, highly regarded within the industry, according to Ken Rosenthal, and I'll take his word for it. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know him personally. Um, the reports that I've heard on David Bell are glowing. Uh, just a, an exceptionally bright baseball guy. I, so I look, I don't know how how that experiment's going in Cincinnati. It's an interesting one. It's not for nothing, um, but they. They speak really highly of him. The people that I've spoke to about uh, David Bell and familial, and you might know this. I don't know if it's in the report or not. Uh, you remember Buddy Bell? Yes, it's his son. Oh, okay. Yeah. So All there's right. that familial tie. I believe that's what uh, that's what a quick reporter's search of a free website told me. All right, and sticking with the. Uh the analogy that I that I started the show with, Derek, since we're already there of cooking and food, etc. Because I'm hungry. Um, Madison Bumgarner. Signs a five-year deal for $85 million. And again, to stick with my analogy, this is the equivalent of you sitting at the table in the restaurant thinking they're bringing you your food. You see your waiter come out. They're holding a platter up high. You can't really see what's on it, but you get excited. You're like, oh, there it is. It's my food. And they just walk right past your table to the table next to you and place the food down. And now you're just left cold and hungry. Um, That's how I felt when Madison Bumgarner signed a five-year, $85 million deal to go be with his horses in Arizona and pitch for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yes and no, I mean I I understand it, but that would be like seeing the third or fourth best thing on the menu come out. And, really, and knowing that that uh, chicken sandwich was probably like way overpriced for what they were selling you. So, are you including Cole and Strasburg in this when you? No, when, no, no. Oh, then what? What are you talking about? Look past that, like. Uh, 
Hyunjin Ryu. Because I was going to um, say, I, trade I, targets. If you're talking about Cole and Strasburg, yes, I wanted that to come to my table, but I saw the price on the menu. Sure. And I knew that I was not sure. having that for dinner tonight. Oh, uh, sir, can I get the filet mignon? And do you take credit? I'll put this on my debit card. I knew I wasn't getting that. I knew I was not getting that. But you're saying that. Past Cole and Strasburg, there are better options on the menu than Madison Bumgarner? Yeah, look, I'm not saying Madison Bumgarner is a bad pitcher, and I've gotten in some, I wouldn't say fights about this, but like there have been some disagreements on the internet about this, and I just don't think that Madison Bumgarner is as good as we, collectively, seem to think that he is. Are we getting caught up in name value? A little bit, a little bit, and... Again, I'm not saying he's not a good pitcher. Maybe he goes and has a good year for the Snakes this year. And that's a weird, fascinating team, by the way. Like, what are are they doing? Didn't they just salary dump Zach Granke? Yes. And and now now you're trying to win kind of out the back door with a pitcher who's probably worse. But I, I don't know what they're doing, but it's fascinating. The price tag to me, and let's start here, too, because we're going to this restaurant I wouldn't say we're going to this restaurant with like cash in hand and this is it. We got no more money. Right. I was, you know, making a joke about the debit card, but like if you're the twins, like your pocket's kind of fat. You you yeah. can afford a nice steak. Right. Um, I don't know that Madison Bumgarner is that nice steak, and it's interesting that the market doesn't really seem to think so either. We talked about Bumgarner and Wheeler in the same breath at the beginning of the offseason, and the market Saw Zach Wheeler as worth $118 million and Mad Bum 85 See, my stance on Madison Bumgarner, on Score North Live, on Mac and Judd with Rami, two other shows that I'm a part of that you can hear at scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app, if you're listening to this right now. I said when it comes to when, when Madison Bumgarner, when that news came down and I saw that price tag, I thought that's that's a price tag that the Twins could have could have afforded. That seems like kind of a bargain when there were reports since the offseason started, or at least since the Zach Wheeler deal was signed, that he'd be looking for a deal in the neighborhood of four years, a hundred million dollars. When I saw five years at eighty five, my jaw dropped I, because that looks like a bargain to me, Derek. And I thought either. A, bite that bullet on the fifth year of the deal, which uh, Doogie says was sort of the breaking point for the Minnesota Twins and uh, an extent that they were not willing to go to a fifth year on a contract for Madison Bumgarner. I get that philosophy, but either bite that bullet and pay for that fifth year, even if you don't think he'll be worth it, or make him a four-year offer that's so lucrative that he doesn't care about the fifth year. If if I'm the if I'm the twins and Madison Bumgarner's representatives come to me and say, hey, we have this five-year deal, uh, 85 million on the table from the D-backs, I think we're about to take it. I say, uh, how about four at 90? We'll give you more money to pitch less years for us. Four at 90 for you to come here and help us win a World Series. Now there could be there could be factors that the twins had nothing that or could do nothing about. Like sure. I said, he has a ranch. He has yeah. horses in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, that's Maybe that's just where he wanted to be for his life, his lifestyle, his family, whatever the case might be. Not a lot you can do about that. They can't make themselves a National League team overnight, and, and they can't build him a horse stable in Maplewood. I mean, they they could. They could. They could do that. In fact, maybe they should have. I would have gone to what, <laughs> I would have gone to almost whatever extent it took at this point, including just letting Madison. him bat. Have you signed the contract yet? We've got a stable to show you. No, I mean, like, he already had his horses there, so, like, all jokes aside, I have heard, I can report that, like, 
strong preference to the National League for Mad Bum, for whatever that's worth. Because he could hit, which is why last week I said, then just let him hit yeah. if you're the Minnesota Still Twins. disagree with you on that Sign one. Him but... and let everybody did. Brian Kenny <laughs> yeah, told me right. I was stupid from the MLB network, which, yes. is, right. which is fine, man. Okay. Sometimes when you're a pioneer of excellence and you're thinking outside the box, people don't necessarily see what you're saying. But He, that's, sh- he should know. That's fine. But unless they get somebody equal or better than Madison Bumgarner at or below the same price, whether we're talking about money or prospects or whatever you'd have to trade to get a guy like that, this deal really disappoints me. Okay. I have a couple of things off this because we're on the opposite sides of this. Okay. I don't mind that the Twins missed on Madison Bumgarner. It doesn't it doesn't bother it's me even a little. Specifically about Madison Bumgarner for me, it's that it is December 17th. And the starting rotation, which didn't have three starters to put out there for a playoff series, hasn't been upgraded. That's the frustration for me. Sure. And if this was last offseason, if this was two offseasons ago or even three offseasons ago, where things are moving real slowly in the trade and free agent market, I wouldn't be as disappointed. But the fact is, guys are going off the board one after the other, and the Twins are standing on the sidelines and not participating in large part. Fair point. Um so I have a couple of things off of this, and they're probably going to turn into a fight in this studio with mm-hmm. you, even right. though we're both peaceful people. Sure. And it'll probably turn into a fight in my mentions, and that's okay. And at maybe Derek even Wetmore yes, is how you find him. At me is perfectly fine on Twitter or D Wetmore on Instagram. <laughs> or if you want to leave an Apple review, make sure it's five stars because like you listen to this far into the show. But then if you want to leave a negative comment, five stars. Perfect. Rami is spot on. Derek's yes. an idiot. Yes, that's a perfect review. Someone will leave that, yes. and I'm going to guess it's your burner account. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, I think. Oh boy, I'll give I'll give you the hot one first. Oh boy. He's warming up. He's literally stretching here in the studios as we yep, speak. Yep, All stretching right. out the shoulders. Make sure the rotator mm-hmm. cuff's not going to get torn Getting on this ready fastball. ready for a fight. Uh-huh. I think it's possible. I'll go one by one, but it's they're all three in the same take. That Jose Brios has a better year than Madison Bumgarner in 2020. Okay. Right? Sure. I think it's possible that Jake Odorizzi has a better year in 2020 than Madison Bumgarner. Cool. And... I think it's possible that over the next two years, Michael Pineda is a better pitcher than Madison Bumgarner. Okay. Okay, so the fastball take I is— I don't disagree with any of those, Mad Bum might be those your are, fourth starter. Those are all possibilities. But, right now. Okay, but who is your fourth starter right now? Because that that's the question you have Hopefully to— Hopefully Michael Pineda. That's the que- exactly. That's the question you have to ask yourself. Again, I know, I know. I'm just looking for an upgrade on this rotation. I would like somebody who you can slot in either in front of or right behind— Jose Barrios, sandwich him between him and, and, and Jake Odorizzi. I think Madison Bumgarner is is that guy, but let's say you're right. Let's say Jose Barrios is better than him, Jake Odorizzi is better than him, Michael Pineda is better than him. That's actually a good thing. If Madison Bumgarner is <laughs> yes. in the fold and you're getting your money's worth for what you signed him for and you have three pitchers better than him, that's a good thing. Life is good, yes. That's what I'm saying is this the, the starting rotation, and this is not a hot take. This is the coldest of takes. Needed an upgrade yeah. as soon as that season was over. So the starting far, rotation needed an upgrade, and so far you have not gotten it, and guys are going off the board one after the other, and now you're down to, and I think you have different views on these guys than I do, Hyunjin Ryu and Dallas Keuchel, unless you want to go into the trade market where, honestly, I don't know how you compare these assets. You're probably going to pay more in prospects 
than you would have in money to get Madison Bumgarner. Could be. If you want somebody on that level. Counterpoint, Corey Kluber just fetched a relief prospect and a fourth outfielder. True. So the Indians trade Kluber to Texas. Now, I'm not saying every formerly good pitcher is Corey Kluber and is going to come at that, what appears on the outside anyways, to be a steeply discounted price. Mm-hmm. If he traded Kluber a year and a half ago, I think the price is a little bit better than that. For sure. I think you yeah. give back a little bit more if you're Cleveland. And so I, I'm i not saying that that necessarily sets the price in the market, but it's a point to consider that, hey, there's a starting pitcher out there that just moved. Uh, didn't cost you a whole lot to get that. Maybe you weren't going to be in the Kluber sweepstakes. Maybe he's uh, he's he's more hurt than Cleveland is letting on. And yeah, maybe they just weren't the trading price. him in the division. P- period. And so I'm not criticizing the Twins for it. I'm just saying, as you talk about, do you want a free agent? Well, yes, I want Ryu. And then, do you want a trade tech? Well, yes, I'd still take that too. That would be perfectly fine to me if you add two good starting pitchers. Not a problem here. What I'm saying is, like, what if it was a mid-rotation starter and the Twins are just sort of like adding into the middle of their mix, I don't think that's a big plus upgrade that it seems to be be bandied about. I think you used the phrase really well earlier, kind of arguing against yourself a little bit. Are we buying too much into the name? I, I don't know that the Diamondbacks are. I don't know. Maybe the Diamondbacks have a different valuation model, but collectively, I can say this definitively, as a whole on the outside, we are overing, overvaluing Madison Bumgarner, and, I, and I'm the low man on Mad Bum, and apparently I was overvaluing him too, because I was talking about him in the same breath as as Odorizzi, as Wheeler, that crew, and Wheeler got 118, Mad Bum got 85. Would so you wouldn't have done the deal that the Diamondbacks signed? You wouldn't have signed Madison Bumgarner to that deal, or a deal like I said, where you don't go to that fifth year, but you make four years so worth it for yeah. him that he doesn't care about a fifth year. I mean, I think I would have been okay with five and 85. I'm I'm not. Uh, Scared off by that price tag. But if it's all else equal, which apparently it wasn't for him, uh, that's that's the thing we can't know. Or we don't know yet. Although our own Patrick Royce reported um, with his tongue, I think, all the way in his cheek this week when he said that uh, he's hearing uh, extremely confidentially, totally off the record, that the Twins offered uh, five years and $84.5 million, but they couldn't budge a penny more. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he was making that up out of whole cloth. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. He didn't say that, but I think uh, I've known Pat for long enough. I don't think that was a that report had any bearing in reality any basis so like i said i would have gone for it 90 okay. if you didn't want to go in for that fifth year yeah because of what we, we've talked about this repeatedly on this show and the other shows where i talk about twins baseball you're in a competitive window now that doesn't stay open very long for any organization agreed especially not an organization in a market like minnesota My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Counterpoint, 
some organizations, and this is my next take, that I'm glad I, I got some warm-up tosses in here in the mm-hmm. bullpen and stretched out the old rotator cuff or however that works. I don't know. I've never been a major league pitcher. <laughs> there, uh, Some of those teams spend their way out of or they bad contract their way out of that competitive window. And if I'm the Twins, I can't let that scare me. I can't be trigger shy to make that big swing or that big trade or that big acquisition because if if – uh, I think Andrew Friedman said it one time, and really eloquently, he's the longtime architect of the Rays, and then he got bought by the Dodgers, right. and he's been running a great, great Dodgers team who hasn't paid it off yet, but they've been amazing under Friedman. And he said, if you're always, if you're logical on every free agent, you'll always finish third on every free agent. So eventually, the Twins can't be that team. They That's can't a great be way the, to put it. I don't want to lose the deal. You can't. You can't be that forever. Right. And I know that I'll get painted as that guy. I know that that is not. A realistic approach to building a baseball team. However, some of these teams are very bad when they take that big swing, or it was a smart swing, and it just, it just goes very badly for them. I'll give you some examples. I'm working on this for a column. Um, for eventually, scorenorth.com eventually, and the, uh, it'll, mobile app. that internet is going to be populated with these words at some point, uh, as soon as I can twist my boss's arm and get out a few of these meetings. But that's another story. Um, this is just a baseball discussion. 2015-16 offseason. These pitchers were signed to five-plus year deals. So these are guys that got at least five years mm-hmm. in 15-16, which, do the math, this upcoming season, 2020, not the one we just passed, the one upcoming, would be the fifth year in those deals. So these teams are still in those deals. Um, well, in some cases, they asked or out they, of them. They mercy sent tapped deal out somewhere else yeah. already. Right. Um, so, the first one on my list here is Jordan Zimmerman from the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Got one hundred and ten million dollars over five years, more than Madison Bumgarner got. That's obviously been terrible for them. Um, Jordan Zimmerman was a great pitcher at the time. He was well regarded. He and Scherzer were leading that uh, staff. I mean, it's like Scherzer, Zer- uh, um, Verlander. I had Zoolander in my head because we were talking about Derek Zoolander before the show. Uh, Ben Stiller was not on that Tigers staff. But, I mean, you look back at that Tigers team, that team was amazing. It's incredible that they didn't do more than they did with some of the talent they had. If Zoolander was a pitcher, he'd have to be a lefty because can't turn left. Thank you. Uh, Very well done. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Look. It didn't work out for them. He got injured. Maybe they're not great at like maximizing pitchers. Maybe if Jordan Zimmerman graduates to the big leagues on August first, two thousand twenty, his career pans out differently. We're just we're better at this stuff right. than we were collectively a decade right. ago. Sure, but I guess just to make the point elongated, Jordan Zimmerman got a five year, hundred ten million dollar deal that some teams were probably clamoring for at the time. I'll, I'll motor through the rest of the list. David Price set a record that winter. Yeah, it's a little different because injuries. He's he's awesome when he's healthy, and when he's not healthy, it's a it's a burdensome contract. And the Red Sox might be trying to get out from under it. For sure. Jeff Samarja got $90 million. Zach Granke, who was involved in, uh, I guess you'd call it a salary dump, but he's still a good, effective pitcher. For sure, yeah. Johnny Cueto got $130 million. Woof. Mike Leak got $80 million. Was traded twice in the length of that contract. Uh, Wei Yin Chen got $80 million. And Ian Kennedy got $70 million from the Royals. My point isn't that Madison Bumgarner is going to be in that sort of list of castoffs. My point is when we talk about go give this good player money, we never consider the list of castoffs 
from six years ago, five years ago, whatever. Fair point, but like you said, before you started going down that list, especially when you're in a window like they are now, you can't always be afraid to lose the deal. Did I take my own ammo away from You have to be willing to lose, or at least risk losing the deal sometimes. Absolutely. And a few of those guys on that list, as you pointed out, are now playing on their second and third team, which tells me, since they signed that deal, which tells me that you can get rid of those guys because there's always somebody out there who, A, is looking for pitching, and B, thinks, I can fix them. For sure. For sure. The Twins didn't get their money's worth, but I will because we're better at coaching coaching up pitchers than they are. Yes. Every organization, well, most organizations, have that arrogance and that belief in themselves. We're doing it right now. We're doing it right now when we talk about Madison Bumgarner. 100% right. We talk about trading for David Price. And we talk about trading for Corey Kluber. We're, We're talking about trading guys who aren't pitching up to a level that we and other people in the baseball world would expect them to pitch to, but we think, get them here, get them in the Falvey and Levine system, right. get oh, them in baby. the hands of Wes Johnson, and they'll fix it. Oh, they'll baby. figure it out. Yeah. So yeah. if Madison Bumgarner isn't worth the five years, $85 million or whatever you would have had to give him to convince him not to go to Arizona and come here instead, if it turns out to be a mistake, you can make it somebody else's mistake. Fair. You can make it somebody else's mistake in a year or two. Can I put your take into words, and I'll put my take into words, and then we can be... Out of here. Because it doesn't sound like we're going to come to a middle ground. But I actually, despite arguing against you for 20 minutes here, I, I don't think we're as far off as, as some people might think. Before you do that, I will just say that as long as they end up with somebody as good or better than Madison Bumgarner between now and opening day, what I've said the last 20 minutes does not matter. Still, we're on the same side. Okay. That's that's exactly what I was saying. Your take is, if the Twins had an option to do that deal, I wish the Twins would have done that deal. Right. And and mine is, the Twins need to do better than Madison Bumgarner if they're going to have a meaningful chance to beat some of these super teams in October. A rotation of Barrios, Odorizzi, Pineda, Bumgarner, Dobnik probably doesn't get you by the Yankees. <laughs> do I need to go through their starting rotation? I won't. It's uh, It's not enough for me. And some some people are going to hear me saying like, "Don't mind the Bumgarner left," and they're going to say, "You know, like uh, quitter, you're trying for second place or whatever, loser's mentality, whatever." Lots of things I've been accused of. It's the opposite. You need to aim higher right. than this. You need to do better. Zach Wheeler might have been that. You missed on it. Okay, what's next? Because you talked about at the beginning of the winter how you need to have plans A, B, C through Z. Okay. We're seeing that tested. Cole's off the board. Strasburg's off the board. Rendon's off the board. Grandall's off the board. Baumgartner's off the board. Now you have a couple of pitchers, probably one impact bat, and the trade avenues. What are you going to do to make your team better and good enough to not only win the Central but go win a World Series in 2020? And I agree with you. If there if there is a better option out there, somebody who proves to be better, even if I don't think they are now because you and I differ on Ryu. I would have rather had Bumgarner sure. than Ryu simply based on age. Ryu's okay. 34 and just had some some arm problems that, that snuck up on him just not, last year. With he's not Dodgers. making 32 starts a whole lot. No, he, he's, he's not gonna. But if, if they end up with somebody who proves to be better than Madison Bumgarner once actual baseball is played, then I was wrong. You were right. Falvey and Levine were right. But as we sit here today, 
you haven't upgraded your starting rotation, and a lot of the options to upgrade your starting rotation are off the board. I didn't have my heart set on Madison Bumgarner in particular. Again, I'm not disappointed specifically that they didn't sign Madison Bumgarner. I'm disappointed that they haven't made their starting pitching better, period, as we sit here today on December 17th. If they do that between now and opening day, God bless. And again, everything I just said the last 20 minutes will be irrelevant. <laughs> and go score North Twin Show. Exactly. Because then it's, a, then it's oh, we're getting close to this, by the way. I think when the New Year flip, well, we keep talking about it until spring training. But spring training, then it becomes the, it's no longer the AL, or I'm sorry, Score North first place twin show. It's no longer the Score North AL Central Champs twin show. It's the Score North Defend the Central twin show. That's too wordy. Yeah, we got to work on twin show. That's a ball of clay. We just start. We just start clean slate. Okay, it's just a Score North twin show to start the season. All right, take your word for it. If they go one and zero, and the rest of the division goes (laughs) zero and one, it's the Score North first place twin show. Yes, forever until it's not happening. We're only a hundred days from opening day, Derek Wedmore. One hundred days. From baseball being played. Wow. Meaningful baseball being played. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> clock's ticking. And that means that <laughs> Go ahead, what, Twins. I don't know if you count it down like this. You're probably like 60 or 70 days from some nice weather in not, Fort Lauderdale, huh? Not sure. Uh, Fort Myers. Fort not Myers, sure what's going to happen there. Um, hopefully. Crossing okay. my fingers. And uh, if the bosses are listening, look at all those five-star reviews on Apple. <laughs> Send us to Fort Myers. <laughs> it's a great show. We talk Twins five days a week. It's awesome. I like that you said us. Because I wouldn't mind being at Fort Myers either. Hey, you're coming with me, Rami. I'm not going without you. But until then, we are right here in the Twin Cities. Clock is ticking, Twins. And this has been the Score North AL Central Champions Twins Show, live from Bomasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, on scorenorth.com, Score North mobile app, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. And yes, please, please give us those five-star ratings.